Welcome to Geek Speak Live, Australia's number one pop culture podcast. I'm your host, Todd Bailey. Joining me tonight... Wake Cops and on Pots and Pants. We are recording live at the palatial pad that is Bailey Manor tonight. Ginge, kick him back. Chateau Bailey. Please don't chateau on anything. No, I won't uh, <laughs> chateau over the floor. I'll tell you what, mate, it's been a while. We've had people hounding us in the last yeah. few weeks going, where the hell's another podcast, guys? We uh, uh, did a bit of uh, almost New Year's resolution type thing. And we, said, we said we weren't going to do them weekly. Well, we don't know whether they'll be monthly. <laughs> they'll happen when we're good and ready. A lot of people a lot of people think, are they going to do them at all? And, well, here we are. We're, we're doing it tonight. Now, I'll tell you what, lots to talk about. Yes. Because uh, in the time since we last podcast, mm-hmm. it's been a heap of shit. Happen in the states in 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 comics in general, and then there was controversy. They're, they're calling it the culture wars. The right? culture wars. The culture wars. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that mm-hmm. up first and foremost. Uh, we will be talking, of course, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Yes, aka Avengers Two, the mm-hmm. movie that um, didn't make as much as everyone thought it would. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we're also just going to talk about uh, Batman: Earth One Volume Two because I got a copy of that the other day. But kicking it along, controversy, Ginge. It it seems that the pop culture. Whether it be games, movies, comics, just can't help lately, but have some massive controversies. And it all surrounds kind of Gamergate and the spin-off from Gamergate. Oh, Gamergate! Oh, hello, we've said it. We'll bring out the trolls oh, now. Oh, no. Um, oh, no. I, it's really interesting. Uh, a lot of uh, comic art, like it's spread from games to, yes. to comics, and now it's, it's even spread to the movies because... At first, like Joss Whedon the other day, left mm-hmm. Twitter, yep. right? Yep. Joss grabbed his bat and ball and fucked off no, home, he's, right? He he's said, going, you know what? Sick of this shit. So he uh, wrapped up his Twitter account. Yep. Now, everyone at first said it was because of uh, the attacks that he'd copped from feminazis. Yes. And when you saw people post it, like when you saw the, the, the posts that he'd copped, the different mm. tweets, because people mm. had um, managed to screen capture them before yeah. he deleted his account... When you saw that, you get, holy shit. Mm. Turns out he's come out and said, look, it wasn't because of the hate from, from feminazis and everything. Well, not that he called them feminazis, hey, that's what we call them. Hang on. I he calls put, them, he, he's a self-proclaimed feminist. I, I, we should put him. a few allegedly's in here. You can throw them in, pepper them wherever you want. Okay. Um, but he did leave, and he's since come out and gone, no, that's not why I left. Yes, I did cop a bit of, um, well... You've got to call it online bullying, because that's plain simply what it was. Allegedly. Uh, no, there's no fucking allegedly about it. Did you see some of the comments? Did he allegedly leave? Uh, he did. He definitely packed up his ball and left. Um, he, he shut his Twitter account. But, this is, but, but did, he, did he shut it down, or did he just pause it? You no, know, no, like, he, he apparently, like, it just disappeared. It no longer existed. I'm, I'm sick of people, you know, they're like, guess what, Facebook, I'm out. But and they, they still, do this big rant yeah, about and then they, how they're going to do it. And a couple of weeks. And they're like... I'm going to drop the mic, you know? And then, and then a few weeks later, they're back on. You're like, yeah. sh- you know, if you're going to do something, c- you know, keep going with it. Don't yeah. just, oh, no, I've it's a little bit hard. <laughs> I've seriously thought about it. Mm. Then I thought, how else are you and I going to get cute little cat pictures? That's right. To, to one another. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Pictures of Bruce Jenner naked. Yes. Um, anyway. You're going to get us in trouble. <laughs> what I was going to say... Mm. It was, yeah, so he's come out and gone, no, it's not because of that. Yep. Um, but I needed some time to go off and, and find myself again. Since he's, he's gone walkabout off Twitter. Oh. Right? But the comments that he copped, he, he had people telling him to go and kill himself and die. You know why? Well, based, based on Avengers 2. Because of the, the portrayal of Black Widow in it. Okay? Uh, uh, um, now, w- um, w- which part? 
Oh, uh, spoiler alert. Um, no, 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 no. If you've not seen Avengers 2 by now... Oh, what's your own silly fucking you, you, you're, you, you've It's been <laughs> spoilt already on Facebook. Well, there's a part in it where she essentially gets locked up by Ultron yep. and Mark Ruffalo comes along and saves her, like, yep. you know, lets her out. The feminist uh, section of the pop culture-loving public got up in arms oh. and said, oh, why did she need saving? And Do I need to put an allegedly thing? in here? No, there's no fucking allegedly about it. They got pretty cranky. They sent what? Joss some nasty messages. Because she couldn't do it herself. Oh, they she had to wait for weakened, else. They said he weakened the character. Oh. Um, there was a you know, whole things in there where she says about her past that she got sterilised yeah. as part of the process to make yep. her yeah, yeah. an assassin. Yep. Make her a and, better and weapon. She, she kind of went, so we're both kind of monsters. A lot of women came out and said, well, oh. so you just said the women who can't have children are monsters. And, oh. God, they fucking read into it so deep. You know, build a bridge and get over it uh, to the Wingers, I you know, you know, You know that th- th- these are character development Fictional areas. Fictional characters. Yeah. And, and, and the reason they put stuff like that into a script is to progress the character and make you more well, emotionally he, they attached they to the character. progress the character. They so, he, so you're saying the, the the, these f- uh, feminine um, activists... Are wanting movies that have got no plots. Uh, they seem to be happy when, yeah, it involves no plots at all. Well, it seems to be the feminist thing. They want everything just kind of homogenized and watered down. So you're not allowed to have any fun genes. Feminazis don't want you to have fun, buddy. Huh. But anyway. Am I allowed to say allegedly? No. Okay. Um, then, on building on all the topics, now this is not Paul mm. Joss's fault, this, yeah. this goes to Jeremy Renner and Chris Evans. Wow, we they have all were, seen this interview, they, haven't we? They were in an interview, and look, they, they worn out, big press junk, you could tell they were sick and tired of answering yeah. some questions. Yeah. Um, in the movie, um, Scarlett Johansson's character, Black Widow, mm. and Mark Ruffalo's character, the Hulk, mm. have a little bit of a... Well, they, they don't consummate it or anything, but there's a bit, there's a bit of love interest there. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Now... They are, so this interviewer asked um, Chris Evans and uh, Jeremy Renner, mm-hmm. you know, what do they think of Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow yep. hooking up with um, the Hulk instead of Captain America Hawkeye? Yeah. Jeremy Renner goes, oh, that's because she's a slut, right? Because he, he sort of sniggers at yeah, first. Yeah, like it was a joke. Yeah. And Chris <clears throat> Evans laughs and he goes, oh, I was going to say she's a whore. And they had a giggle and all that and then just went, oh, look, it's fictional characters, blah, blah, blah. They had to come out and apologise. Now, Chris oh. Evans did the old buy the book, I'm so sorry, it was a juvenile joke, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Renner kind of didn't toe the line. He kind of came out and said, look, I'm sorry that people got offended by my joke about a Fictitious. fictional yeah. character. Yeah. He's then gone on Conan about a week later, mm. and he's done it again. And he goes, oh, you know, no, if you sleep with, you know, if I was to sleep with five out of, say, six of the Avengers, mm. yeah, that'd make me a bit of a slut, wouldn't it? Mm. So he's kind of held his ground, and he is getting roasted. People are calling for Marvel to censure him. They also reckon that, um, you know, that he ought to be cut out of the other films and all this oh kind of stuff. You're like, God. fuck off. I just, it, I'm sick they to They said he's slut-shamed. That's what he was. They was, he oh, was okay. He was slut-shaming um, Scarlett Johansson's character, Black Widow. And but, I just look at it and go... He was slut shaming a fictional character. Yeah, when the to- when did he ever say that Scarlett Johansson is a slut? I don't remember that part of the in- in- interview. No, no, he wasn't calling her a slut. He was calling Black Widow a slut. Jeans. That's a big difference. Yeah, well, I just oh. and it was tongue in cheek. He was only having yeah. a joke. And- like these guys probably, you know, well, look, not honestly, probably about it. Honestly, they they sit in a room. Tony Stark has slept with in the Marvel Cinematic. Yeah. Tony Stark's the male equivalent of a slut. He's a male slut. He is a slut. He is Tony. Tony Stark is a slut. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and Robert Downey Jr., well, he plays that well. 
But I'll tell you what, that's been some of the controversy. Well, in other things, um, some of the comic book artists, like long term, yep, guys, um, including Eric Larson and J. Scott Campbell, got in trouble mm-hmm. when they criticised Wonder Woman's new look. Now, the new look for Wonder Woman, yeah, the only skin showing is her face. Yeah. Okay. She's got in this massive, new costume. In the new costume yeah. in the comics, she's going to have these big padded um, armor on a shoulder, yes. like shoulder pads. Yes. Yep. Yep. And the guys came out and said, "Oh, look, padded armored shoulder, you know, like these big metal- metallic shoulder pads mm. don't look sexy on any female character. They're just bulky and just don't look right." Yep. Well, J. Scott Campbell got crucified. Oh my! He got hounded. Uh, Eric Larson waded in and, yeah. and, and and had a bit of a dig. Really? About, about you know these kind of costumes. How you know? For God's sakes, have a look at most modern female athletes. Guess what they wear? Pretty much nothing mm. because it's all about. Skin um, tight. You know, about... Uh, aerodynamics. Aerodynamic. And yeah. being able to move. So yeah. it's about functionality. Yeah. Right? That's why they wear these tight things. Yeah. You don't see them out there fighting like female boxers dressed up in heaps of stuff, you know, or well, anything you, like that, do you? You wouldn't be trying to run a, a bloody marathon wearing, I don't know, a knight's costume from bloody... No, the that's 17th the thing. These big metallic shoulder pads. Anyway, yeah. so those guys copped a roasting. Mm. I mean, Eric Larson left Twitter as well, but he's back, so it's all Is right. He? Oh, good. Yeah, he did the whole mic drop, then came I, back. I, 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 I don't want to miss out on my uh, Savage Dragon news. No, that's right. Yeah. Um, but Rob Liefeld waded in, and he put a call out. Oh, come so on, Rob. Yeah, come on. Yeah, Rob Liefeld. Um, apparently, this is in between him have, taking lessons, how, learn how to draw feet properly. Yeah, because um, he knows how to draw rubble. Oh, he loves it. Yeah, carry, all his characters carry a little yeah. bag of rubble around. That's why. Like, that's why they. That's scene. why they had the character Badrock so that he could walk around and let him. <laughs> he could just drop out a, a. You know. Anyway, Rob Liefeld rocked up and waded in, and he said, "Look, because the some of the people who started the controversy." Mm. Um, Especially with Frank, Frank Cho's part of this as well. Frank Cho got, yeah. got crucified over. Jesus. over I'll talk about that in a sec. But um, Rob Liefeld waded in mm. and said some of these younger creators need to have a bit of respect for the guys who came before them. Yep. And there is nothing wrong with drawing sexy, strong female characters. I was right? about to say, because, I mean, his sexy, strong characters have got a shitload of pouches. Oh, exactly. <laughs> you know, obviously, they've got rubble, but <laughs> pouches, and See, he's never one to shy away from Frank a female Cho, form. Now, Frank Cho's an amazing artist. Yeah. So he got in trouble because he did a sketch. You know, you get those Marvel blank covers, yep, right? Yep, yep, yep. And so you take it to a con- convention or whatever, and you get a, a, an artist to, to, to whatever draw a you want. on there. Yep, yeah. yep. So he did one of Spider-Gwen. Okay. And he did it in the Milo Minara pose for Spider-Woman. Remember the yes, one that caused with the, the, with the bum sticking up? Bum up yep. in the air on the ledge. Yep. He did that and with Spider-Man kind of looking over the edge, having a look at her. Okay. Now, he did that as a private sketch on one of these covers. Yeah. Posted on Facebook and said, oh, this is just a piece of art I've done, right? Could, because the oh, person... Oh, boy. But, but they would, the, the person who, who asked him to do the sketch would have paid him to do that sketch for them, right? Yeah. yeah. And asked him to do it in that style. That style. That's what the person wanted. That's yeah. what Frank wanted to draw as okay. well. Okay. Ready? Incoming. Okay. Here comes the shit bomb, Ginge. Right? He copped nothing but flack, including oh. from Robbie Rodriguez, the guy who helped create Spider-Gwen with Dan Slott and that. Uh, he came out and had a crack. Now, he's an up, one of these mouthy up-and-coming artists, <laughs> right? I use the term loosely. And he compared Spider-Gwen to his own daughter, and he said, you know, like, essentially, it almost sounded like a personal threat. You're lucky you're not around me, kind of thing, oh, right? What? Now, I'll tell you what, Frank Cho would take this bloke and wipe the floor with him. <laughs> Um, and what has to be pointed out, now he's carrying on about, and, and a lot of others, uh, you know, p- protesters I'll call them, the vocal minority out there yeah. in pop culture, who seem to be the loudest at the moment and causing the most shit. 
they kicked up a stink and said, has Frank Cho never been around women, blah, 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 blah. It's disgusting. His artwork is so outdated. He's known as a TNA artist. It's a bit of cheesecake, yeah. right? Yeah. And guess, guess what? People love it. Guess who buys the majority of his stuff? And I can prove it mm. in my own store. Guess who buys a lot of Frank Cho stuff? Women. <gasps> no. They love the way he draws a you know nice, what? good-looking woman. We- women are sexist. <laughs> Obvious, obviously, the numbers that we've crunched has shown the women are, are sexual... Hang on. No. Better not say what I was about to say. I probably wouldn't. Mm. But anyway, what has to be pointed out when, when all these people are going, French Ho obviously hasn't been around women. He needs to kind of get around women. He's married and has daughters. So there you go. He's very much around women. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Rob Liefeld came out and said, time some of these young mouthy upcomers kind of mm. pull their head in and have a bit of respect for the ones who come before him and who built the industry. But... Um, and I tell you what, J. Scott Campbell, he's, you know, these people going, oh, it's, you know, he's outdated, his kind of stuff, him and Frank Cho and <sighs> guys like them. Guess what? Go and have a look at J. Scott Campbell's lines at any of the conventions. Mm-hmm. Go and look how massive they are. People waiting to get a sketch or get something signed by J. Scott Campbell or Frank Cho. Have a look at their lines. All right? And go and look at the people in the lines. Majority of them are women. There you go. Hey, hey, you know, is, uh, is it us being sex- uh, sexist for pointing that out? I don't think so. I think we're just being fucking realists. <laughs> yeah. if, 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 if we were to say one plus one is two, yeah. would that be racist? <laughs> you can racist I'm just saying, is that racist or is that sexist? No. I'm just pointing out a fact. Yeah. I don't know. Is, you... does, that, does, that, does that mean that I'm, I'm pointing out something that is overtly wrong? If you said morally? one black person and another black person make two black people, maybe racist? I don't know. Really? Because you brought colour into it. Oh. Um, or if you said one woman and another woman makes an awesome video. <laughs> can, can we... Uh, with with uh, all this... That'll get me shot. With all this, this <laughs> feminine activist, let's say propaganda that, that's going on at the moment. Yeah, the, the feminazis, yeah. Let's go back to Avengers, right? Yeah. Avengers 2... The the uh, toy line has been released. Yes. Disney has released the toy line. Yeah, some people are upset. And Disney people are now. upset. All right, let, let me just quickly read this out to you, okay. right? This is, a, this is a quote that was put onto Facebook. It says, How long a company is going to continue engaging in this offensive and unjustifiable practice? Even if all the market research shows that merchandise with female characters doesn't sell, that's still no excuse because companies have a moral responsibility to make their merchandise accessible to girls. It's crap. The the problem is... You can't tell me that... Disney, especially their marketing and, yeah. and, 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 and that line, yeah, they're, they're, that arm of the company, marketing promotions and, and the toy line. This is the company you that... You can't tell me that they don't know what they're doing, right? Yeah. Now, they've crunched numbers. They've done the research and gone, this is what will sell. They, they, don't, want- to just take, they don't get a fucking big dartboard up there with no. the mouse's head on it no. and fling darts and go, will this sell? We're going to make the Captain America toy. We're going to make the Hawkeye toy. We're going to make the Vision toy. Oh, sorry. No. No more plastic left to make the... Yeah, the Black Widow. Black Widow. It doesn't happen that no. way. And I'll tell you what, if, if they knew that there was going to be definite sales there, there was going to be a hot seller, yeah. they would make it. Yeah. Okay? But these people going, oh, but my daughter wants to play with it. Well, you know what? There are other f- figurines out there available that your mm. daughter can pick up and play. There are different Black Widow merchandise out there. It might not be in the same you know abundance as the yeah. male superhero stuff, but guess what? I hate to point it out to you. Mm. Right? The market mm. will, fo- will it, it'll always level out. It yep. will always end up catering 
to the people it needs to cater to. And Disney are one of the best at doing that. They do the market research. Mm. So they know where that level is at. They know how many fucking dolls they're going to sell. They would have seen how much was sold after Avengers 1. Yeah, exactly. For a start, they'd be using that as a, a, you know... Ugh. It's almost like they just everyone wants us just to head to this nice, perfect little quota. We must have fifty percent this, fifty percent that, or twenty yeah. percent, you know, ethnic stuff in there, and thirty percent this. And you no, know, if it's a good story, I don't care whether the character is black, Chinese, Puerto Rican, female, Martian, Martian. I don't care yep. as long as it's well written, Ginge, mm-hmm. and, and well presented. It'll be fine, and people, it, you know, it'll find the people. It's fans. Yep. If it's a hit, it's a hit. Right, as soon as you start saying you need quotas for stuff yes. and all this, that's what ruins. It. And you know what? Pop culture mm-hmm. is on the road to ruination if they keep this kind of crap up. It's okay. a moral responsibility to take a loss. Is that what they say? That's what they're that's saying. What they're it's saying. a moral responsibility. So <laughs> I'm sorry, but corporations don't have morals, mate. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> they're right. a, they're a corporate machine. All right, dude. I have to uh, point this out. This week, when you're ordering stuff for the shop, mm-hmm. you have to buy. Uh, I've got to order in twenty copies of Unbeatable Squirrel Girl yep. from Marvel just to make up the numbers. Is that what you're telling and me? And you're also going to need to buy some weight dumbbells, even though we only and have exercise one, equipment. Even though we only have one person mm-hmm. who buys Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, right? Because yeah. it is that shittier comic. But anyway. <laughs> Um, I'll order 20 just so that women have the choice to come in and purchase it's it. Your it's your moral responsibility. Even though it may cause the actual <laughs> beginning of what may be the landslide of your business failing, you have got a, rem- a um, moral uh, uh, responsibility. Maybe I start offering just 50-50. So 50% female, 50% male superheroes and stuff like but that. But the, the problem is, if we can point it out... Close to 50% of your clientele are female. Exactly. And they're not... We have got one of the highest female customer base of any pop culture business that I know personally. The guys that are other stores that I know and I've had to talk to them, they're like, oh, we've got a fair few women, but yeah, it's probably about 25%. Yeah. No joke, we're up around probably 38, close to 40% women. Now, if I was to say these customers that are female are buying comics that have a female lead as the main character of the comic. Want to know a little something? They don't. Uh, Oh, no, 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 no. These these female activists say it's so. The new team that came on to um, to Batgirl, right? Yeah. This is my own store, and like I said, we've got a very high percentage of female customers. Yeah. We got quite a few of them uh, were getting Batgirl when Gail Simone was on it. Yeah. And it it wasn't a bad book, the Gail Simone run. Now, after the law, like, I guess... With this new suit. The the new suit and everything else and the new direction of the book. Yep, Within two issues... Mm-hmm. Of the new creative team taking on the book, yep. Most of our customer base, right? Yeah. Who get Batgirl? Yep. We dropped, yeah. as in like they cut it off their their standing orders. Okay. Mm-hmm. Our shelf copies just remained on shelf. People, yeah. people after the first two books went, no, I don't like the, the direction. Right. Yes. Yes. They reckon a lot of them said it was boring. Yeah. Now, out of the the people who dropped it, a fair mm-hmm. chunk of them were female customers. No. Right? Yeah. Yep. You're not telling no. me this. These female activists say this is what happens. <laughs> They're saying that the girls want these kind of books. Yes. I'm telling you what, the girls in my shop certainly didn't. They found the book boring. It's their moral responsibility to buy this comic, apparently. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, that don't wash with my customers. Yeah. They, um, they they didn't like it. So our numbers on Batgirl have dropped, plummeted. No. It's crazy. No. You, it was one of the our better-selling books. It's dropped. Is, is, would it be based solely on the story, or is both story and art? 
Probably a little mixture of both, I yeah. guess. Some of them just said they found it boring. Some of yeah. them didn't like the story. Some of them didn't like the art. Some, but, some of them uh, didn't like people, the new costume. The main thing that rang out, um, and, and even with my staff, when they were talking about it in the shop yeah. not long yeah. ago, and they said a lot of people came in and just said, yeah, it's it, they find that story, like the, 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 the book boring with yeah. the new creative team. Yeah. It's not a great story. And I did read a, an article the other day online um, where they're saying that, yes, it's good to have strong female leads, but they've got to have, you know... They've got to have some kind of angst. They've got to mm. have some kind of drama. In yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Because it's the same with a good male uh, superhero lead. There's got to be some flaw to the character. There's got to be something, you know, because you want to relate. You can't have just a sassy, good-looking girl or guy um, who run around who look perfect and stuff like that. It doesn't work. Is that why I don't like Superman? Probably not. As a character. Because <laughs> he's no, a sassy he character walker. He's not sassy. <laughs> Superman is far from sassy. <laughs> Good Lord Almighty. <laughs> but anyway, that's some of the controversy has been going on. I don't want to dwell on it because you know what? Fucking the way pop, the, they're going with that, mm. it drags pop culture down. When I read all these things and when, you know, you talk to, to, to friends and, and, and customers and stuff like that and, and the topic pops up about some of the recent controversies in comics, guess what? We all, it leaves a sour taste in all emails. We all go, why can't people just read what they want to read? Yep. If you don't like the book, guess what? Simple thing. Don't fucking pick it up. Uh, it's the same with movies, same yep. with video games. Yep. If it's something you don't like, you think you'll be offended, guess what? Don't go. Don't see the movie. Don't pick up the game. Don't read the book. And the problem is we're in such a, a comic renaissance at the moment, a pop culture renaissance at the moment, and we're getting flooded with so much. So much good stuff. It, uh, um, stuff you know, is... is but it, yeah. it, it starts weakening you. You just kind of get a bit browbeaten. You just kind of go, oh, look... You know, from from reading this stuff online, and it's kind of like straight away. If you don't agree and toe the, the the social justice warrior line, is what I'm going to call moral it. responsibility. Yeah, you um, you just you're the enemy, and it it just makes pop culture not fun. So I tell you what, pretty simple thing: buy what you want to buy, read what you want to read, watch what you want to watch. Don't take offence that it's something else someone else might want to read or watch or whatever. Yeah, just do what suits you. And yeah, at the end of the day, enjoy what you read. Enjoy what you, you, you know, you're watching on the big screen or whatever else. Because not everyone thinks the same. Not everyone th- should think the same. Mm-hmm. Everyone is individual. Yep. And why can't we all just get along and do our own thing? That's Absolutely. the main thing. Absolutely. Now, talking about good stuff, I want to talk about Avengers 2. So, buddy, we got to go along to the premiere up here in Toowoomba City and uh, for Avengers 2, Age of Ultron. Now, had we to watch it in 3D. Had to watch it in 3D. Now, we came out, We always give a rating out of five, don't we? Mm. Okay. Now, we got to the end of it. Um, it's, it's, a good, it's a good movie. Mm. It's a popcorn movie. It is. It, it is. suffers a little bit from sequelitis. Yeah, yeah. A little bit too much, trying to throw a few too many yeah. things in there. Yeah. Um, now, I know it's going to be difficult when you've got a group of, of, of heroes all in one film, but they managed to pull it off pretty well in the original Avengers flick. That's right. right. That's right. Now this one, being the sequel, they've added uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver in. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is which I cool. enjoyed their characters. I did. Um, the, yeah, pretty cool. Although Scarlet Witch, I couldn't work out. They never actually define what her powers are, so it's a little bit confusing. She mm. has these energy fields. She can throw energy balls. She can mess with people's minds, but you, they don't really tell you what it is. And I think even Mariah Hill in it. Says um, when, they, when she's going on the thing, she goes, "Oh, the Maximoff twins." Yeah, he, he's a speedster, blah blah blah, and she's um, something else. She, she's strange, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, weird. Um, but yeah, so her character is cool, but they don't really flesh out. You don't get an explanation as to what her, her power is. Has she got like kind of jubilee kind of stuff? 
Because she's got kind of... It, it was almost fireworky uh, things coming out of her hands. Although, what I did like is the fact that when the character was doing it, when the actress did it, she held her hands, you know, her hand actions weren't just blam. Yeah. She was kind of, you know, different hand Moving actions and stuff and like that. Manipulating yeah. things. And, yeah. Um, a bit cool effect. Doc Strange type, type stuff. Bit, a little bit like Doc Strange. Which I was upset they didn't, uh, didn't uh, reference him. Well, I couldn't because he hadn't been cast at that stage. Well, uh, yeah, but but they, they referenced why, him in play. Um, in- Joss Whedon wanted to put a glimpse of Spider-Man in, but yeah, couldn't. Wasn't yeah. allowed to because they hadn't cast him yeah. for the Marvel Universe. Yeah. And Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Captain Marvel, yeah. he wanted to put her in, but yeah. he wasn't allowed because they haven't actually cast her. But but they, they, they at least they referenced him in Captain America 2. Yeah, I guess, you but they, they didn't follow up on that. And no. that was the thing. There wasn't a lot of seeding for those no. future films. And I point. think that might be Joss Whedon. Well, but yeah, from what we've heard, from what we've heard, Kevin Feige said he uh, was feeling um, was that they were feeling a little bit um, yeah. underwhelmed with the story. I think was the way he kind of phrased it. But anyway, mm. uh, we gave it a four out of five. Yeah. Most of our group, we went with a pretty big group of, of like-minded fellow geeks, mm-hmm. and most people gave it four out of five. Anyway, my lovely ass gave it four out of five. Okay, now it could have something to do with the fact that there's a lot of buff guys and of course a buff girl in there as well. And she likes seeing strong female characters like Black Widow. Yeah, right. Um, but anyway, we nearly had a divorce moment, Ginge. What? We nearly had a divorce moment. And you're not even married yet. No, no, we'll get married at the end of the year. Mm. Uh, but my lovely lass mm-hmm. said she's overseeing Stan Lee's cameos. She goes, oh, it's been done to death. And I went, what? And that was nearly a moment. And, and, and I don't get that. I, I, and I said to her, look, appreciate it for while well, you can. Cause yeah. He's pretty old. He could die any day. He, he, he could. And then you're going to be going, oh, when we see Thor number five or something like that, when it gets that far along the line, and you go, remember when Stan Lee used to make cameos? <laughs> and you're going to miss it. Yeah, I, I suppose so. But did you, did you pick up on the fact of why he was there at the party? He was like a former return guy from um, Pearl Harbor or something like that. Yeah. Well, from from, from what I understand, they were were Steve Rogers' mates from World War Two. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, but but they ne- but they never really sort of explained that you within. Didn't need, you didn't need to explain. Well, that. there are a lot of people out there that don't understand that part in the are movie. You one of them? No, I I understood it, <laughs> but there's a lot of people that are out there. That have come you out saying, why were they there? You can't spoon... F- if they can't work out the links, there's something wrong with them. You can't spoon feed But, but the, Yeah, the fact is there's a no, lot of people. You can't spoon feed I, I we'll, know, we'll I know. disagree on that I know, one, but, but there's a lot of people that didn't get that. Well, those people are stupid and need to be shot. Well... Um, look, honestly, a good, enjoyable film. Um, but, folks, if you haven't seen it, go along and see it in 2D. Because I got to go again yesterday. I had to mm. have a lovely niece. Me and, the, me and my lovely lady took my niece mm-hmm. um, to see it. Mm-hmm. Because her mum was sick. She couldn't take her. Mm. So we stepped in. Uncle Todd to the rescue of that. Mm. We took her to see Avengers Age of Ultron 2. She loved it. Yeah. Now, she is 10 years of age. Right? Okay. Loved it. Understood everything? Understood. Pro- Did well, she understand no, why, no, there was, there, why there was old people at the party? I don't think she needed to. Right? No. I don't think she even knows who Stan Lee is. Uh. But Did you tap her on the shoulder it? and say, this is Stan Lee's coming out. Better pay attention. <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, anyway... Um, I fail as an uncle, Jin. Uh, <laughs> I um, second yep. time round saw it in two D. You got to appreciate it more, and definitely you don't need to see it in three D. It adds yeah. nothing. Three D adds nothing to that film. Yep. 
Okay, and the actual, you know, the first f- sequence. I was going. I was going to bring up this sequence a, to it's talk a, it's about. A, it's a fast flowing action sequence. It's, at the very start. it's pretty much the the pinnacle of Avengers One was when the the scene that goes without a cut goes from character to character and sees them fighting all together, all in one giant shot. Yeah. Now that pinnacle of Avengers One is the opening shot of Avengers Two. Yeah. And when I watched that. I kind of felt a bit, oh, yeah, this is cool, but does that now mean that is the best of what we're going to see for the rest of the movie? Because in number two, it was a bit rushed at the start. It, it and, did. You know, it was almost a little bit Michael Bay-ish. It was when, a bit too zoomed in on the action. You, you couldn't quite take it. It, it felt like, like Joss Whedon had used the cameraman that uh, Christopher Nolan always uses, <laughs> <Yeah>. Wally Fister. <laughs> and I'm watching it going, Wally, pull the camera back. <laughs> pull the camera back, Wally. Well, i tell you what, in 3D... It was a little bit atrocious. Right? It was very close. Right. In 2D, a little bit better. Yeah. You could take it in. But also, maybe because I was watching it the second time around, I wasn't, you know, trying to sit there and take it all in one big hit because it's, you know, you got all the the, yep. the premiere jitters kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a little bit more enjoyable yeah. second time around. I'd actually rate it up to probably a 4.2, 4.3. For okay. Me. Yeah. Okay. In second viewing. And I picked up on some more cool little lines in it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one there where. Um, Did you pick up on the fact of why the old guys were there at the party? I'm going to smack you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to smack you. Apparently, they were returned vets from, oh, from World War II. They were, they were mates of Steve Rogers. Uh, anyway, Ginge, yeah. uh, what would you tell people? If they haven't gone to see it, what would you tell I, them? I think we need to uh, to institute a new Rate, ra- rating, ra- r- rating. It should either be see it on the big screen or, or wait for DVD. Look, it's honestly see yep. it on the big screen yep. from me. Yep, see it on the big screen. Yeah, do yourself a favour. Watch it in 2D. Yeah. But come along and see it. Avengers Age of Ultron. It's great. It yeah. really is. It's, it's, it's a great... Looking forward to, to, to the next. I'm looking forward to Super Marvel War. experience. And I love the fact that... And Ant-Man, actually. Ant-Man, Ant-Man trailer Man. before it. That's what I was just going to say. Paul Rudd looks It looks cool, really man. good. Oh, I can't wait to Michael see Michael Douglas. Not far off. Michael Douglas almost looked like he was a bit um, crook in the making of that movie. Well, he's been pretty crook. Yeah, he was like real thin in the, the trailer, wasn't so he? So maybe we should appreciate him just like the Stan Lee cameos because we don't know how long we've got them. They're now, both old. Now, am, am I right in saying that I heard that Stan Lee might not actually be making a cameo in the Ant-Man movie? What? I, th- I think I read that recently. Really? Yeah. That's pretty sad if it's not. See, this is, I, my lovely lass is going to listen back to this. Yeah. And, and, and honey, if you're listening... This is why we need to appreciate Stanley's cameos because he's not going to be around forever, and I love him. You're supposed to say "I love you," not "I love him." I love her too, but I really love Stanley. Well, mate, or maybe they'll just put in like three D, a three D scan of, this of Stan. Your photo. It'll just flash somewhere in each film of your photo of him somewhere. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'd do just yeah. to keep it alive. Yeah. Anyway, skipping along, Ginger, I want to talk about an awesome comic book. Actually, technically, it's a graphic novel, an original graphic novel. Yeah. It's one of the Earth One hardcovers that just came out from DC. Now, you remember a couple of years ago they launched uh, Superman Earth One. Now mm-hmm. we're up to three volumes of it. Yeah, Superman Earth One. Then they bought out Batman Earth One by uh, 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 Jeff Johns and Gary Frank, and right, it, which was massive. It was amazing. It was yeah. a total different take on Batman. It's like an Elseworlds type yeah, scenario, pretty, pretty isn't much. it? And and a bit of a modern modern take on it. And I really enjoyed that. And the costume's was, very different. It too. was nothing like the Batman we've we come to know yeah. and love. Yep. And it was a, such a, a bit of a turnaround for me. I was like, holy hell! Mm. Well, they just released the second volume. Oh. Okay. Same creative team. It yep. was written by Jeff Johns, art by Gary Frank. Mm-hmm. And oh my god, mate, it was fantastic. Picks up where the other one left off. And what good. I love. Right? Good. Hey. 
good. Oh, I give complete. If we're rating it five, you know, one one to five, mm. five being awesome and mm. one being crap, mm. it gets five point five. It's ah. just that good. Um, I loved it because it's such a different take. Now, Ooh. in it, the new mayor of Gotham yeah. right, yep. is um, Harvey Dent's twin sister. Ooh. And guess what? They're both blonde. So what? Harvey Dent, yeah, they're, they're blonde in it, right? Um, okay. Yeah. Now, in it, once again, Alfred is not really the butler. Yeah. No, he kind of gets called. And he actually says to Bruce in it, because Bruce goes, he goes, someone's at the door. And Bruce goes, well, you're the butler. Go and answer it. He goes, I regret ever t- ever saying I was a butler. Yeah. You know, like mm. that, that conversation. Yeah. Because um, he's essentially the bodyguard. Okay. He fights. He, he's good. Cool. And there's no big bat cave. In this universe, what? Bruce doesn't have the big bat cave. He doesn't have all the gadgets and toys. Doesn't he? He's a little bit more basic Batman. He's got a, like a... Basement slash bunker kind of thing there. Is this, is, is this kind of uh, Casino Royale yeah, Batman? Yeah, a little bit. Actually, that's okay. a perfect way of describing okay. it. Yeah. All right. Um, and in it, in this, especially in the second volume, he's not a detective. He's not the, the you know the mm. great detective that we all know. He didn't go yep. away for years and study yep. and hone his crime fighting skills. Yeah. Because he actually rocks up at a scene mm-hmm. where Jim Gordon is, and he's and you know he's talking to Jim, and he, he Jim Gordon goes, "You're stepping on evidence right there." And he looks down at his Batman's boot on some evidence. And he goes, do you have no detective skills at all? And he goes, that's not... And Batman goes, that's not my job. I'm here to, you know... <laughs> he goes, what is your job? Here to beat people? Yeah, pretty much. You know, like... That, that's, wow. that's the kind of Batman in it. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, the main main villain, I guess mm-hmm. you'd say, is yeah. the Riddler. Okay. A bit of a different take on the Riddler yeah. as well. Um, and it sets it up at the end for like a third volume going forward. Very so cool. So it's got Killer Croc in it as well. Yeah. And that was well handled because he's... Yeah, I'm not going to ruin it. Go and read it. Pick it up from your local comic book store. Um, it is fantastic. Batman, Earth One, Year Two, or Book Two, I should say, Volume Two. Yep. Uh, but these Earth One series, great. If you've not picked any of them up, there's also a Teen Titans Earth One came out last Ooh, year. Okay. Um, it's not bad. It's got the Dodsons on, on it doing mm-hmm. the artwork. Um, Terry and Rachel. Love their, their stuff. It's great. But, yeah, if you've not read any of them, do yourself a favour. Go and pick them up from your local comic book store. They are fantastic. And definitely, if you're a Batman fan, if you've read Volume 1, rush out now. Go on. Put, the, put, put, your, put your earphones down. Go to the comic shop. Buy Volume 2. It's just that good. I and like, like you say, don't expect it to be anything like regular the, Batman. the regular it's Batman. Not, you know, he trashes a car. He's driving like a Rolls Royce around because he hasn't yeah. got a Batmobile. Yeah. But... He's, they they set the seeds up for for further volume. Ah. That he will end up with a Batmobile because ah. Alfred says to me, he goes, "You trashed another car. You're like you're a horrible driver." You need to sort this out. <laughs> and so he gets onto Lucius Fox and and he goes, "I need a new kind of car. Something's going to be a bit you know mm. a bit tougher." So yeah, little things like that. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. They're, yeah. they're seeding a great universe there. Mm. So uh, loved it. Thought it was fantastic. Go along, grab it. While we're talking about seeding the universe, yes. Seeding the universe of the small screen at the moment. Mm-hmm. The green light has been given to Supergirl. The green light has also been given to a Flash Green Arrow spin-off. Now, now that's going to have the Atom, Black Canary, uh, is it Firestorm in there as well? It's it's w- what's essentially being called DC's Legends of Tomorrow. So, aka the Justice League, that's not really a Justice League. It's kind of the Justice League of the small screen, but we can't call it Justice League because we're trying to make a movie out of that. Yeah, this is what shits me with DC, right? Or mm. Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. 
Marvel and Marvel Studios have done this so well. Yes. Building a cinematic universe yep. where they are going to essentially have little tie-ins. That, you know, the TV does tie into the cinematic universe. Which, right? which uh, j- just quickly, yep. the last episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. for this season, the very last episode, they find the... The, the, the bunker the, that's in the, the bunker that they then Avengers. say we found it send in the Avengers yeah, exactly. and that's how the Avengers movie it's starts a, it's a setup. how great is that that that's they can fantastic. combine to 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 tell a story they've done it well yeah okay? they've really done it yeah. well they know what so, they're doing tip of the hat to Marvel and I'm going to talk about Daredevil in a minute too yeah. we will talk about that yep. but tip of the hat to Marvel right mm-hmm. and Marvel Studios they've done it so well Fucking Warner Brothers can't get their shit together. No, I don't know. They haven't man. cast Grant Gustin as, as Flash in, in the cinematic universe. No. Stephen Amell's come out and gone, yeah, apparently I'm not going to be in there as Green Arrow yep. or anything like that. Yep. These shows are super popular. Mm-hmm. Why not tie them in the cinematic universe? Why not? That's just, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense. And since it's not going to be a part of it, they're now saying that Tom Welling is going to play Superman. In Arrow, Flash, this television universe, so he's going to rock up as Superman in there now, as, as reprising his fused people. Because ro- they're going to go, isn't Henry Cavill Superman in the movies? What, like, is 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 this Henry Cavill when he was a bit younger? But no, 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 no. Because Man of Steel, Man of Steel is the first part of. Yeah, and people are just going to sit and go, I'm confused. Yeah. Like we're, because we're they're used to seeing it. And we're confused. Because they're, they're used to seeing it with Marvel. So Marvel have done it right now. And perfect example of this, did you sign up for Netflix? No, I didn't. You should, because guess what? This is what I love about Netflix, okay? Yeah. Now, I only signed up for the month month free trial. Yep. I'm considering keeping it going afterwards, because I like the way that Netflix do I like Netflix's way of doing business. Because Netflix know what they're doing. Right? Um, I'm lucky I'm in an uh, MBN zone, yep. so I get pretty good, fast internet. Yep. What a perfect way to watch when they dump the whole 13 episodes yeah. in one hit. They're kind of like, not this week to week to week to week. You can binge game. watch the whole lot. If you're, if you're fucking so inclined, and I was, <laughs> I, I binge watched. Is that why you were doing work on the weekends? <laughs> That's why you drive past Kaboom at midnight and uh, you see the light on and a guy hunched out of the computer. Because um, you weren't actually watching the, mo- the, the, the shows him, at I those times. I told I was working hard. Truth be told, I was watching fucking Daredevil. You, you were watching it during the day and then had to stay behind to do actual work. work. Yeah. Yeah. I let, I, my work got in the way of my fun. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I did. I binge watched uh, Daredevil. Oh. And I loved all 13 episodes. Now, you do not see me in costume, the final costume, yep. until halfway through, or even a bit over halfway through the yeah. final episode. Oh. But. Talk about action, and, and the casting is amazing. Yeah. It really is. And highlight, tip of the hat here to um, Vincent D'Onoforio as the yeah. champion. Oh, my God. He, but he's always a great actor he, in everything he does. He so good. But they, you know, uh, Karen Page, Foggy Nelson, even in Matt Murdock, all well cast. Rosario Dawson's mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. I think she's fantastic. Um, look, just really well done. If you haven't watched it, you've got us. Just make the time, sit down, stream it, sign up to Netflix. It's a free month trial. Mm-hmm. It's well worth it. Um, and so many other good shows. You can watch Agent Carter of Shield on there. Um, all these other cool programs that are on Netflix. But yeah, Daredevil, do it, watch it. And they've confirmed season two, and I cannot wait for. It. I think that'll be fantastic. And rumor is they're looking at a Punisher series. Guess who's kind of gone? How would be interested in playing Frank Castle the Punisher? I, I did hear this over the weekend. Tom Hardy. I tell but, you what, perfect. But he's Tom, got the look. He, well, but Tom Hardy is like five foot nothing. He's not very tall. I don't care. He looks intimidating, Jim. But but if he, Tom Hardy come at me with a with a, a punisher skull <laughs> on his chest and a bunch of bullets, I would wet my pants and but, cry like a baby. But what what's good is the fact that he wants to play the character, yeah. as opposed to some actors out there. 
who just do it as a as a paycheck. Yeah. He's looking at it going, I have an interest in this character. Yep. I would like to play yep. this character. Just like Billy Zane with the Phantom. Yeah. I mean, he was the biggest Phantom fan and he you know, you wanted know, he, to do the character. Only, not long ago, only a month or so ago, yeah. he actually had a tweet out or something. Someone asked him something in an interview or, or online and said, oh, anything new about a new Phantom, would you play the role again? And he said, keep uh, an ear to the ground. There is some news regarding the Phantom hopefully soon. I told you yeah. that on the last podcast. Did you? Yes, I did. Well, see, I did listen to it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, look, I mean, he, he had a passion for the character. And he still got a passion for the character. I think you'll find he'll come back as an executive producer. He, he probably will. He probably thing. will. Yeah. It'd be cool if he did. I just want to see the Phantom again on the big screen. Yeah. Yeah. Not the way sci-fi did it a few years no, ago. That was no. fucked. And that, and, that, and that kind of put a spanner in the works for the movie. Uh, version those, that those was being that was being work worked on at the same time. He's a cool character, the Phantom. Yeah, they, it just sort of. I guess maybe it didn't hit at the right time. Yeah. If the Phantom movie come out now, I think it'd be more of a hit yeah. than what it was back then. But anyway, much like the Rocketeer as well. If Netflix keep doing these series, Shadow. I mean, we've got uh, Jessica Jones. Yes. Uh, we've got uh, uh, Luke Cage. Yes. Um, and then they're going to do like an Iron Fist team, like a Defenders team up, yep. and all that kind of yep, stuff. Yep. Got, yep. Look, this is what I love about Marvel. They've got plans in the works for some great stuff. It's, it's all starting to unfold, especially the silver screen and stuff. The, and they're all like, well, you know, theirs looks like they've done homework and they've planned it all out. Warner Brothers, it's all, it's all DC, feels like they've just thrown shit at the wall and, and seeing what sticks. It breaks my heart because I'm such a DC fan. Yep. I, I, I'm a DC boy through and through. We were saying before, if Tom Welling's coming back as Superman, does that mean the Birds of Prey girls are coming back to be in this? I can only hope, Ginge. I can only hope. I love that series. Yes. I read it. it was cheesy, but I loved it. Yeah, I, I loved it. Um, but there you go. Some great stuff coming out. Like I said, Daredevil, go do yourself a favour, watch it. It's fantastic. While we're talking small screen, quite upset that uh, the news has come out that Constantine has not been picked up for a second no, season. Apparently they are shopping it around other, other yeah, channels. At the, at the moment, uh, NB, bad. You know, NBC has pretty much gone, no, nah, we don't want it again. I really loved the last episode of that. It was really great. I think it was a lot better than Gotham. Gotham just uh, didn't didn't catch me, and I'm a didn't diehard it? Batman fan. I like I like the look of Gotham. Yeah, but the the, the series itself just meandered, and, yeah? and it didn't hold me. It didn't hold my interest. Do you um while we're talking television shows, I saw today that they have put into a pilot. Uh, they've called for an actual full season run. They're doing a television series of Minority Report. Oh, really? The Tom Cruise futuristic... You the, know, the movie, I remember that, yeah. Because as a TV series. As a TV series. Interesting. I need to tra- uh, to uh, get onto Netflix and watch the television series of 12 Monkeys as well. I haven't seen that yet myself. No. Maybe some of our followers out there can tell us, should we watch the... the uh, the silver screen version of Twelve Monkeys is it well worth Ginger and I sitting down and watching? Mate, we could have a sleepover. We could here at um, the palatial uh, Bailey Manor. We could uh, have the Bailey Chateau over the floor. Uh, don't call it Chateau de Bailey. That's why you're not allowed to stay back oh, here. Sorry. Do you uh, do, do you think this Teen Titans show that they're doing? Yeah. They're talking about doing. Do you think Dick Grayson's going to come into the the show? Uh yeah. Is he going to come in as Robin? Or is it going to come in as Nightwing? As Nightwing, I think. Well, they might allude to the fact that he was Robin. I don't know, but um, he's in it. He's one of the main characters. Yeah. yeah. Well, but then there's there's talk of in this uh, Batman versus Superman is that this is after Dick Grayson has retired from being Robin. Yeah. And there may be references to him as Nightwing in the movie. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. None of us know until we see it on well, the Well, hey, I, and I'm I'm looking forward to it, but I... Just like I, 
I don't know if I've got have apprehensions you lost the faith or in, in 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 Superman versus Batman. I've I've lost the have fa- you lost the faith in Ben Affleck. I've no, I'm lost. I've lost the faith in Warner Brothers. To be honest, yes, yeah, I must agree. I, when I was a kid, Warner Brothers was the shit. Oh, same here. I, you know? I was always a Looney Tunes kid over anything. Batman, uh, the animated series, the I movies. Like Dark, I like Darkwing. Dark, I always thought Darkwing Duck was kind of cool. But I loved everything yep. Warner Brothers. Clint Eastwood was every movie he did was Warner Brothers. Oh, hell yeah. You yeah. know? Um, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. I you just... Know? Those guys were... They, they were hot. Like they could do Warner no Brothers wrong. Legends. They could do no wrong. You know? And now it's almost like they're struggling to do right. Yeah, the, the wheels have fallen off. I they? just... Disney's I, kicking it. I mean, you look at Disney's yeah. animation arm, like you know, Pixar and all that kind of stuff. And just... While you're mentioning Pixar, yeah. read today that uh, Brad Bird has tweeted out saying that, yes, my next movie will be The Incredibles 2. Oh, cool. I he's like coming He's coming back for it. Yeah? So, can't wait. Put well, that under your hat. At, at the moment, he's shopping around uh, Tomorrowland. Have you seen the trailer for that? Oh. Looks cool. It does. I can't wait to see that. I like George This past weekend, I think they were at Disneyland for the premiere for oh, in America. Really? It looks cool. I watched the trailer again yesterday when I saw Avengers 2. It, it looks cool. It looks, it looks yeah. really good. And where else can you uh, turn your to- your uh, bathtub into a rocket? Only Something I dreamt about when I was a kid. Only at Disney. Only at Disney. Either a rocket, of either a rocket or a bobsled. Disney can do it. They can. Cool runnings. <laughs> They need to bring back John Candy. Uncle Buck, a television series. Oh, who did you, you get to play? Uncle I don't Buck? know. You need a fat comedian. Well, that guy the f- off, oh, do you reckon they'd use that guy off Mike and Molly? Oh, well, not all. What's his name? Kevin James. No, oh, geez, I hope not. Because they've set him up to be the new John Candy. Really? Kind of. And it's not like they can use Chris Farley, can they? No. <laughs> oh, too soon. What? Too soon? Too soon. My one cool thing for this week is I'm going to give a big shout out to the guys at Oz Comics for doing the drawing challenge every week. I've been putting in my uh, entries weekly, so yeah, I just felt like I'd get in there and get my uh, well done, my mate. draw well on. My um, my cool thing I saw this week, well, I actually got to read this week, was Secret Wars number one by Marvel Comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it. I'm not a big Marvel fan, but uh, that issue, it uh, sucked me in. I'm, I'm going to check out the rest. All right. It's really cool. And before we go, yep. I do want to give a massive shout out because it's getting close to yes. it, to the guys at Sugar City Con. Now, yeah. Make sure you go along, check out their Facebook page yep. up there in Mackay. Now, that is in August, tail end of August, so it's, it's not, not too far not away. too far away, no. Mate, the year is flying by, but uh, make sure you head along, check out their Facebook page, show them a bit of love, and if you're up there in, in North Queensland, plan, go, see it, go and check it out. Becky Cloonan, one of the... the I was about to say, the, the, the list that, that have been invited Down and have... And, and yeah, it's, it's going to be a good show. Um, and I'll tell you what, you know, the boys actually stirred a bit of up down in Melbourne with their announcement of uh, Becky Cloonan. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in another podcast. But good on Sugar City Con, guys. I'll tell you what, it's going to be an awesome show. Listen, listen to their podcast, Sugar City Nerds podcast. All the information on there as well. Yeah, Grant Robinson and the guys up there at Sugar City Con. Fantastic stuff. Ginge, as always, sir, a pleasure podcasting with you. Thank you very much. Wake up on Pots and Pans. I've been your host, Todd Bailey. You've been listening to Geek Speak Live. Stay geeky, Australia. Geek Speak.